Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. Uh, this evening we have a special guest, Psalmist Patua Griffin. All right, you're on the, you're on the air. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. You're, you're welcome. So tell my okay. listeners about yourself, please. Well, I am Psalmist Petula Griffin. Um, my ministry name is Psalmist for God Ministry. Um, I am a gospel music singer. I am also an entrepreneur. I make beautiful charm bracelets, handmade jewelry. Okay, the best, some of, I would say some of the best in the world that anybody has ever seen. You cannot beat the quality or the price of them. They are absolutely gorgeous. Also, I am currently working on another project. It's was my uh, first album. It was called Let Go, Let God. And that one is out on all major music streaming platforms. As well as the next one that's coming is going to be called Praise is Pretty. My praise is pretty. So that one will be released in the next year in 2023. So, a lot of, have a lot of stuff going on. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, now, do you have a website, too, where people can find you? There is no website available right now. Right now, I actually sell my jewelry on Facebook Live every Friday at 7 p.m. Um, I don't know what the difference is in like the times, uh, different time zones, but I believe that we are Central Time. So I'm not under, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I'm not too, yeah. But it's at 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock p.m. on Friday. I'm currently uh, um, a resident of Missouri, so I would say like, considered like Eastern Missouri, something like that. Oh, okay. And also, uh, if you don't mind, I'm willing to teach you how to, um, you know, cr- create a, a free website. I can do that for you for, for, by you uh, coming on my show. So if you're interested, I will send you that information. Yes, sir. I am totally interested in that. Okay. So um, I'm glad that you read my uh, transcript about um, Gurkham versus the Black Church. So we, we would like to hear your perspective about that. It's like a program, you know. Um, every day we have a certain type of music that we play, or we have certain type of speakers that come in, or there's only a certain type of message being preached. Okay, so I'm in a Bible-based church. Okay, and so when you preach Bible. 
that there is like the most, that is the ultimate, the ultimate knowledge. You're getting the real, real mix of everything. You know what I'm saying? In a lot of these other churches, um, you're just getting like a sugar coat, you know, something just, just to make you feel good, you know. And I believe that's what people are trying to do, something that makes them feel good, other than really, really hearing the truth and really, really dealing with the issues within. Okay. And so by doing that, we have become like a microwave uh kind of, it's like a microwave effect, okay? It's like we want everything fast and we want everything to like fall like right in and there and no one wants to wait on God. You know, nobody wants to really like work for the blessing. You really put in the work. You know what I'm saying? And God requires more than that from us. You know, he requires our time. He requires our patience. You know, he, he has rules for us. He set the, the ground rules for us in the Bible, you know. And so with that, you know, people want to bypass. They want to bypass the Bible. Instead, they want it to a microwave society, you know. So, um... That's what we're dealing with now, you know. And then there's um, the issue with uh, the poverty and the crime and all of this. It's, it's just blown up and just out of just blown out of proportion, you know. Um, children are out of control. Uh, adults are out of control. People feel that they can stay and do whatever they want to do now with no restraint, no type of discipline, um, no bridling of the tongue, and then people say, well, that's just me, you know. But God has set boundaries for us. He has given us restraint and discipline. He's given us a sound mind, you know. And in this day and age, it's so dangerous to be that way, you know. Because when God gives you over to a reprobate mind, sweetheart, that now that right there, that's something to really think about. And God has something to really, really show you. You know, He's gonna show you exactly who He is. Okay, behind that. So you know, there's a lot of issues that we can talk about as far as our children. Children are. Um, I'm going to use the, the shooting that just happened in Texas. These children are, a lot of these children are angry. They're angry and they're, um, they're depressed. Um, society has taught everybody that they need to have the most expensive thing to, to fit in or to be liked or to be loved. Okay, um, that's another thing, you know, then we have the rappers, we have the rap music that's out here, 
and a lot of people are listening to the music, and I'm just going to be honest about it, some of the music, you know, the beat is okay, but when you listen to the lyrics, if you really sat down and you listened to the lyrics of these songs, the songs are promoting, they're promoting death, they're promoting drug use, they are promoting uh, disrespect of women, they are just everything, you know what I'm saying, we have little children that don't dress like little children anymore, you know, girls and boys, you know, this is, it's just, uh, it's like a radical, radical behavior, it's radical behavior, and the rift is coming from the parents, it starts at home. So what you teach your children at home, it will spill over out in the street, you know. And so if we don't discipline our children at home, then guess what? Society will deal with them out in the street. Like the police, you know, if they're not listening out in the street, police feel like they have the authority to just do what they want to do. They can treat you any kind of way because you don't have any respect for yourself. And... I understand that there's a lot going on with the police as well. You know, the police, they've been used to being policed a certain way. Every police officer has a specific type of training when they come into the police department, okay? And so this has been a gradual thing over the years. And so a lot of things that the police have been doing, their practices, their facts, the past practices that they have been doing, it is now coming to life. Everything is coming to a head now. A lot of people are not going to put up with it. They're not going to take disrespect or punishment like the previous generation before. So there's a lot of rebellion as far as that goes. But you cannot keep people in bondage. You know, it's like a way of keeping people in bondage, you know. The police say, shut up, don't talk, don't say anything, you know, or whatever, but it is what it is, you know. The police have been trained to police that way. And so now, you know, since a lot of things have been coming to light, coming to a head, you know what I'm saying, a lot of things are being exposed. They're being exposed for the things that they've done. But not every police officer is bad. You do have some that go out here, and they go out here to help people genuinely. genuinely. And they want to go back home to their family. They want to live a decent life. They actually want to live. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a, it's a vicious cycle. It's a very vicious cycle, okay? And I want to give, if, if it's okay, I want to give a testimony that I have. It's about something that happened to me over the years. It, it happened to me about three years ago. Is that okay for me to do? It sure, it sure, it sure is because, um, again, you know, just let the Lord lead you. You know, uh, again, I don't use a script, so whatever okay. you're trying to tell the people that the Lord wants you to tell them, feel free to do so. Okay. Okay, well, back in April, it was about April the 11th, 2019, 
Okay. I was a school bus driver. I've been a school bus driver for almost 23 years. Okay. And so one particular day, um, I was asked to do an extra route to help the company out because they were short of drivers. And so, you know, by the issues with the children being disrespectful and they're fighting the drivers and the monitors and things like that. And then the public school system not doing their job as far as disciplining the children or removing them from the bus because they make the ride unsafe. They did not do their, their due diligence that day. Okay. So that particular day, um, I picked up um, about roughly 12 children for this fair route. By the time I got to the first stop, the children were fighting. So there were two little girls, and I mind you, these were like elementary kids, nine years old, both of these little girls. And what I did was I went back and I asked one to come to the front. The other one stayed in the back, but she repeatedly told me that I am going to fight her again and it doesn't matter what you say. That's okay. You know, we can't put our hands on them and we can't, you know, I don't entertain it and I don't argue with children. Okay. So I did what I needed to do. I called it in, reported it. I even had to call the police myself because the school bus company told me that they were going to send another driver to get her. So this is a past practice. They want to come and get the rowdy child off the bus. Okay. Well, for some reason, the child went home, told her mother that I physically put her off the bus, and that I told another child to jump on her. Now, this is just one lie, okay? But I'm going to tell you how a lie can escalate and almost get you killed or killed, okay? So, by the time I got to the stop, there were other children that needed to get off at that particular stop. So, when I was done talking to one of the other students that did not get off of the bus, a parent jumped on the bus and assaulted me. She hit me in the face. So, at that particular time, I jumped up. I didn't have time to call the base to let them know because we don't have panic buttons on the bus. Everything happened so fast. Before I knew it, I was being pulled off of the bus. I was hit repeatedly with uh, a stick that one of the girls pulled off of the bus. She assaulted me with an icebreaker. And I mean, it just went from there. I got pulled off of the bus to stop me. They repeatedly beat me. I There were five children left on the bus while the bus was running with the door closed because I tried to close the door on the young lady after she assaulted me, okay? And so at that particular time, I didn't know who this child was because she went home and changed her clothes. And the Lord told me, don't get back because it would only lead to more violence. Everybody out there had guns on them. I could have been stabbed. I could have been killed right there on Facebook Live. 
And when I tell you, it was horrible. There was nothing that I could say to any one of them. It was like, all I could see was, I didn't see faces. I just saw blurs. It just looked like, you know, blurs, faces. Their faces weren't blurred. And I, it was a demonic attack on my life. And the Lord spared my life because I was obedient to what he told me to do. He told me not to hit back. So I never hit back. I never tried to fight back with him. I just tried to block everything that came to me. And when I tell you the Lord kept me through that, you know, I suffered a concussion. Um, I had to get two things replaced in my neck from that. And now I have a metal plate that sits in the back of my in the back of my neck to hold those bits together. And I suffer with um, numbing and tingling on the left side, weakness. And I'm still currently going through litigation with them as far as that goes, you know. But the thing is, we have a rift. There's a really, really big rift in society. Every, every job has a chain of command, okay? So the school system has left the drivers to stand for themselves. Um, you know, we can't say anything. We can't discipline the children. We cannot touch them. Even if they're fighting, we cannot physically put our hands on them and break them up because if they say we hit them or touch them inappropriately, that's, that's just it. Our job is gone. So we don't have to worry about it anymore. You know, so, but it's a, it's a really, really big problem because the school district does not do their job. They refuse to order another bus for these children to be separated so that the whole bus can be safe. And so that's my problem with the school system. And the school bus company, I felt that they were at fault as well. I know they hold a contract with the school district, but your driver's safety should be the first priority. So those are the two things that I am focused on and that I am going to work as hard as I can to try to get these issues looked at and thought, you know what I'm saying? It's, they really need to be looked into because as drivers, we have children as well. And sometimes we're out there all night with these children. We have to be counselors. Some of us are feeding these children because a lot of the the parents are on heroin, especially in North St. Louis. North St. Louis, North St. Louis County, it's really bad, you know. And so some of the dream centers and churches, they provide lunches and things like that for the children to take home so the kids don't go home hungry. There's a problem. There's a really, really big problem. We can send money everywhere else, but where's the money going in the community yeah, to help the family? Just, 